Welcome to another episode of the Other Wrestling Dave's Podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg. Today, we're talking about Elimination Chamber. I'm joined by Austin and Donnie. What'd you guys think of the show? Hey, it was pretty wild. We are on the road to WrestleMania, man. Donnie, what did you think? I'm surprised and happy. So what, what, what are you surprised about specifically? I mean, there was a lot uh, to go on in the show, but it's I think it's fine if we re- reveal the thing I think you're talking about right now. The big, uh, the big moment at the end of the show. Is, is this what you're surprised about? The Miz? No, I, I think I got every finish incorrect. How? Like what I thought was going to happen. How? Did you well, have Reigns okay. losing the no, belt? No, 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 I didn't have Reigns. Did losing. you have Drew did... losing the chamber? I had most of them wrong. Okay. Let's keep it rolling. What do we got? What was the first match on the card? First match on the pre-show was John Morrison versus Elias versus Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. That's right. To... So I didn't, I didn't watch the pre-show. Did you guys catch this? I did. I think the best wrestler won. <laughs> you think the best wrestler? I mean, I love John Morrison, but who else was in that? It was Ali and uh, wasn't Ricochet in the match? Yeah. I don't you know. Don't think... I like Morrison better. He's okay. better all around than Ricochet, yeah. I mean, different strokes, I guess. I don't know. I'd take, I'd take Ricochet over Morrison. Maybe not 10 times out of 10, but certainly a lot of times. Dave, Dave what, do you, what do you got? You got any input here? The kickoff show was, uh, it was a surprise, right? So Keith Lee, I think, is the big story here. Keith Lee was taken right. out of the United States Championship triple threat on the main card. Um, so they added to the kickoff show a triple threat between Ricochet, uh, John Morrison and Mustafa Ali. Elias so was I, there, was, there was a fourth. Yeah, it was Elias. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Um, very forgettable. You're right. <laughs> uh, but so I, I was very convinced that Ricochet or Mustafa were gonna, was going to win. Uh, didn't didn't see John Morrison coming to be honest. I mean, you just look at those four guys, and he kind of seems like an afterthought almost. Like I get, I mean, was the whole angle just that the Miz was kind of pushing him in because he he relinquished his spot? I didn't. Like well, I on said, SmackDown earlier this week, uh, it, John Morrison competed against, or was it on SmackDown or maybe it was Raw? One of the shows for the Elimination Chamber spot that Kofi ended up getting. Morrison, that would be Raw. Uh, Morrison competed with Kofi for that spot, right? Since that was being replaced by mm-hmm. the Miz, yeah. who just completely uh, quit. So I don't know. I until the very end of the show, which was Miz catching in and winning the championship, I was pretty convinced that Morrison was going to go on his own way because he sniffed gold or whatever. But now it's probably in his best interest to stay near the champion, especially because it kind of looks like they're going to do an angle with Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, and we'll get to all that. Uh, but yeah, there was no clear story for why Morrison was in here or why he won the match. I think it was just. Uh, sometimes they have a list of pay-per-view ready guys and, and Morrison was number one or one a or B on that list. And, and, and he filled the slot or C or D. Yeah. That right. was pretty clearly a thrown together match. I think the Keith Lee news came pretty last minute. So they had to do something there. Right. And I, I don't even know. I, I don't know the, uh, the issue with Keith Lee. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I, is it still a COVID T- stuff i guess him being oh, i haven't heard anything whatever nearby. it is i hope he's doing all right right i know he was taken off because he was uh close contact with mia yim who was in who tested covid positive which you would assume keith lee might test it too i don't think he made it public or not um but I- i'm just gonna assume that that's what it is if it's not and if it's an injury i hope he gets better soon or if it's something personal then i hope you know he's back soon as well either way um 
Yeah, he got pulled kind of last minute. I think it was literally day of we found out. I found out maybe mm-hmm. two or three hours before the actual show started. It was, so. it was, yeah, it was like two hours ahead of time. Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely thrown together. Uh, it, it, it didn't throw off my prediction uh, for the match, but I, I would imagine a lot of people were surprised because I think a lot of people weren't fooled. But maybe when you watch WWE, you're supposed to get fooled as a fan to some degree and thought Keith mm-hmm. Lee might have a shot. I think yeah, less people I had him thought. The match. Yeah, I think less people thought Riddle was going to win that match uh then then they did and actually let's just go transition right into the united states championship match that was in uh that was on the main card lashley played the giant obviously there and like i said matt riddle ended up winning and it was kind of a sudden comeback but riddle uh, i thought was presented for a guy that all we've heard about is that he gets heat with the old guys like Goldberg and that maybe vince doesn't understand his bro goofy stoner character so much He's been given a ton of free reign in just the little backstage stuff that they give him, you know, uh, with Lucha House Party, etc. But, you know, he says some, I don't want to call it, say risque, but they're outlandish, you know, they're Matt Riddle mm-hmm. things. I don't think Vince is as lost on this character as many would like to think. Or someone's just said, you have to let him be him. And Vince well. has accepted that. I think people, uh, you know, it, and this I thought was Riddle being Riddle. He looked really good tonight. I thought Riddle was fantastic. I gave this match three stars, which is way better than I expect with a triple threat uh, involving Bobby Lashley. And this is uh, one of Bobby Lashley's best run as well. So hopefully it continues or we'll see what he has in, in the future, to be honest. Yeah. So clearly Vince sees something in Riddle if you just put a belt on him. But moreover from that, I thought this match was great for what it was. It was three stars, I think, is probably, you know, pretty accurate for it. It wasn't, you know, like a, a barn burner or anything. But I think it accomplished what it needed to from a story perspective. I, I think the way they had Riddle pinning Morrison really protected Lashley, who I fully anticipate to be in the WWE title picture at this point. Right. I've seen a lot of people conjecturing that it might end up being like uh, Lashley takes the belt off Miz real quick, and then it ends up being Drew McIntyre or Drew Drew versus uh, Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania or something along those lines. I conjectured yeah. that too. <laughs> Ah, yeah. I mean, yeah. What did you think, Donnie? You really want somebody like Morrison filling out this third slot after losing Keith Lee. And you got some really interesting opportunities with Morrison working with Matt Riddle. We haven't really seen them wrestle each other either. And we've seen Lashley kick Riddle's ass for the past like month and a half. So I'm glad Riddle worked out of that, even though it wasn't in a way that hurt Lashley's chances moving up the card. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the big thing about it, is that they really protected Lashley with that finish. Like, they still made him look like an absolute beast. Well, they protected him throughout the whole match. The reason I called him a giant earlier was because it it literally took Riddle and Morrison teaming up. Teaming up. You know, yeah, Donnie, you said it. It was was really a showcase of how these two guys who we haven't seen work together are great wrestlers in that they can just pick it up in the ring together and and make that look good. You know what I mean? It was almost like a two-on-one for half the match. But it was necessary and it worked because to a degree, like they're if it makes sense, they're selling in their offense against such that, a big guy like Lashley right. really makes sense. Of course, Lashley sold as well and, and that helps. But you know, when you're attacking, there's a certain believability that I need another person to come help me with this guy. I really thought Lashley was gonna win, and even when they were teaming up, I'm like, dude, Lashley's still gonna win. And I forgot that they hadn't used the crutch yet, so it, it took beating him with the foreign object for him to go down. And that even then, the he one, didn't eat the pin. 
that was the one thing that kind of took away from me. Like I've seen, I've, I saw people on Twitter complaining about the use of the crutch, uh, which Fine. I was kind of, I was kind of iffy on. I was like, yeah, I guess maybe Facia shouldn't use uh, weapons generally, but against a monster like that, I, I mean, like that was the only way he saw where he could win, right? Like, I feel like it can be excused to a certain. Yeah, I, I'm sure someone is also can point out down the line. Lashley has done something and used a weapon. I think. MVP has had his history of like slipping brass knuckles and stuff like that in. Granted, Lashley's right. just kind of an animal, so I don't think that he actually needs too much. Uh, but again, it just goes to that story that Lashley is invincible. And in a world where we haven't seen Brock Lesnar in months, uh, I think you need or Vince needs Lashley to be that guy. He needs. Oh, what be about Lashley Lesnar at WrestleMania? Huh? Huh? Anybody? One day. I mean, I mean, we've already <laughs> seen it seen it before, but I think uh, have we seen it before? Right. That that's happened. Yeah. Not recently. It must have been in his. Oh first yeah, run. yeah. It was about a decade ago. But I think uh, today it would be even better because, uh, like I said, Lashley is on one of the better tears that we've seen from him, and also physically great. somehow at his. I mean, he, he he's not old old, but he, he looks so good. Like he's so incredibly like a bodybuilder but he moves so agilely like what the hell dude? Yeah, he like, would how, he how would he would beat the hell out of carlito i'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, man so we kind of went out of order but the first show i mean the first match on the show was the elimination chamber for smackdown the universal championship opportunity i guess you call it cesaro daniel bryan jay uso sammy Zayn, kevin owens and baron corbin thankfully mercifully baron corbin was the first one eliminated so that is the greatest praise I can give in this entire match. That that is the way I would have booked it. I know, uh, you know, fans like to book their their stuff all the time, but man, Baron Corbin is is the odd man out in that thing. And I this was for me. This was probably the best match of the night. What do you think, guys? How yeah, it was it was. Good. How long are they gonna run with that King Corbin gimmick? Like, isn't that a little played out at this point? I I just I can't believe they're still going on with that. I, yeah, Corbin you know, wants I, to remind you he's King Corbin. It, uh, it's, I really. It, it works for the heat as long the, as he's not doing the vest gimmick, whatever that was. The, the manager, you know, the the oh the, yeah, the, uh, Applebee's manager. That was so terrible. I, I just never want to see something like that again. So they, I, they've as long, had one King of the Ring in the last twenty years, and the guys just carried the title with him for the next like what two three years. Like he, he won in like the middle of twenty nineteen, didn't he? It's crazy. Anyways, he, I digress. Someone, some, someone should call him out. I mean, they really should be another. You know, I, we'll have to look up the dates, but there there should be another King of the Ring if they're going to bring it back and give him the name. He should at least. Like uh, MJF in AEW, he, he has to defend his uh, diamond ring, AEW diamond ring thing, yeah. and, and he won it two years in a row. So, it, you know, Corbin could do it again. I don't see why he couldn't. It's right. just, just, uh, just, it, yeah, it, it is funny. But I, like I said, they, they pinned him first. So thankfully, right. mercifully, I don't... Uh, this, this match was everything that it should have been. And he wasn't there to slow it down too much, except for the beginning, which uh, whoever the announcers were. Uh, they pointed out was, that this was, was a so slow <laughs> potting, plotting pace. This is that pace that Corbin I likes. Re- I was like, how do you streamline this? Too. Yeah, how do you streamline this anymore to th- that even the announcers know that, that this is just kind of boring? So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just not... It's not positive when your announcers don't know how to spin the product. Yeah, it it, it did start off a little slow. It um it, it ramped up, though. It ended up being a really good uh, Elimination Chamber match. I personally wasn't crazy about the finish i was happy to see you know daniel bryan win but i was hoping to see him versus cesaro in the final two which i guess is just wishful thinking fantasy booking but uh the way they've been pushing cesaro the last couple of weeks i was expecting him to uh 
do a little bit more. Like he still did well. Maybe I'm just picking. Well, Cesaro was in the final three, I think. So yeah, uh, you know, I think him. You know, it was interesting because I guess they do have to keep. They've built Jey Uso up as this big thing, so they had to threaten him uh, to be. You know, in the end, so I get why they did it, and the we'll call it a super frog splash, whatever you want, where he tried to do the frog splash off know. the top of the elimination Go chamber. On. That was great. It, it seemed like uh, maybe a little out of his range, but it worked. Daniel Bryan got the knees up, and then he hit the uh, you know big knee kick, whatever you want it, yes kick for the dub. So you know that I, I was happy to see Daniel Bryan. Of course, I picked him. I think. Yeah. Did you also pick him, Austin, for your I, I Rumble Cesaro, prediction? Actually, for the Rumble. Oh, prediction. for the Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think this was a way of making up for that, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't upset to see him advance and get this opportunity. I just wish that, and I know they said over the past few weeks, I guess that this was going to be an immediate match right after, but I wish that they had just held it off until like the main event or just before the other elimination chamber, just to give someone some time and have a 12 minute match where Daniel Bryan is still messed up and his knee is still hurt. Maybe you can show yeah. vignettes backstage because this show Put was extremely short. Yeah. I, you know, you can show him in the medical room getting looked at and checked and him fighting and saying, I want to go back out and them saying, well, you can, but it's not advisable. Like something like that, you know, and, yeah. and have a serviceable match. I think this match went a minute and 33 seconds. I'm talking about the following one where Reigns came out and just massacred Daniel Bryan. Uh, it was disappointing uh, to see. Yeah. To, to, I, but but I understand it. You know, it was the it was the right kind of disappointment. I think that's the you know, it, it's it's heel Roman Reigns getting the right kind of heel heat. Um, it yeah. was just I think he could have gotten the same amount of heat in five more minutes of a match. It it kind of had to happen that way. I think I I don't have any complaint with the way the second match went, given the way the preceding match went. The fact that they were literally back to back. Daniel Bryan got that surprise offense in at the beginning, which uh, you know I popped for. I, I knew he wasn't going to win, but I was like, oh, there's a chance, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you know, and then he just gets squashed. But I, I, I thought it was good for you know he got a chance. I, and and the more I think about it, I, I'm kind of happy that they saved the Cesaro push. Maybe this will give him a chance to do something else later on. And this wasn't just like, oh, you got your opportunity. You know, go back down to the the bottom of the mid card. So well, I, think, I don't know. I think Cesaro is going to be it, from what it looks like. He'll be entering a feud with Seth Rollins over. I, he's been ta- he was involved in that angle where Seth Rollins came back and was right. surrounded by everyone. He was the last one standing out there, and then of course they got attacked. And then on this past week, SmackDown, Rollins again uh, talked about Cesaro. So I think that's the uh, future uh, of this story. Adonis, do you think that uh, Cesaro would have been better served winning this match and, and instead no. of going with Rollins? Or do you think Rollins is the right push for him to go with well, in the future? I think putting them in a situation where they're going up against Roman Reigns, the big dog, right after a match, especially coming in from, you know, one of the first positions, it's it's a bad spot to be in for Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, or anybody. I think the best thing they could have done probably is have Kevin Owens get squashed again, which is fine. We're going to have a minute-long match. Might as well do it with you think, somebody you think a fourth, right now. You think a fourth Kevin Owens match would have been better than, than the Daniel it was Bryan a minute. It was a minute. I think we could I have guess. had I KO guess. come out last or second to last and then win. It's it's whatever. I don't think it serves Daniel Bryan losing here. That's interesting. I, he I, just won the uh, Elimination Chamber opportunity. I, I don't really agree with you, but I do think a Kevin Owens match... I think Kevin Owens would have put up more fight I think I Kevin Owens him to put up even less fight. That well, was my entire point. No, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of projecting here, but I think just to finish that feud. 
I guess I guess the I guess the difference here is that Adonis is okay with uh, it being the one minute and thirty three second, and I think in a you know in my perfect booking world, it is you know th- this baby face gets like I said a longer amount of of time. You know they 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 get mm-hmm. a chance to actually compete and 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 get over. Uh, and Roman still achieves this, where at the end of the match we're saying, hey, but you you know you set this all up so that you would have an unfair advantage. That's, you know, that's, that's not fair. It's, it's a hard one to book, but mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, if we get to see Daniel Bryan Roman again in like a fair shake. That'd be great too. Right. But well, edge attacking Roman right yeah. after, right. Hitting the spear. It right. seems pretty clear that it's going to be edge and Roman reigns. So I, and oh, this was a question, I, right. This was a question I was asking myself, are we going to see a Daniel Bryan Roman reigns feud to stall for edge edge got hurt in his last big match against randy orton right his his, he tore his tricep so i I think they're going to be careful with him because there are still what a month and a half until wrestlemania so Mm -hmm. and i know Fastlane is two weeks out it it would be a shame if you had some sort of pre-match before that right to build up the 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 angle or something so if we get a real good match i'd be happy I think this is one of those things. I don't think Roman Reigns is even going to be on the next pay-per-view. I, I think what's more likely to happen is Reigns is going to like make Edge go through Jey Uso or something like that. Yeah, but that's what Dave was trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I, I agree with you, but I think this is what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I also think Edge wanted to wrestle. Well, so yeah. I mean, uh, he didn't. He didn't unretire to 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 not wrestle. You're right. Right. I don't think he wants to just do the the mania spot. I think he wants to, you know, actually wrestle leading up to mania. But right. of course, that is risky. Um, a funny thing I noticed uh, at the end of the match, there's this TikTok trend going around. Uh, so bear with me on this one. This might be a small uh, small target here. But uh, it's it's hard to explain. There's this thing where you like you get down on all fours and then you kind of quickly put your arms behind your back. And most of the trends are like a girl doing it with her boyfriend and uh, she puts it back and she like stays up on her knees. And I the guy this was just only one person. No, it's two people usually. And, then the, and it's always like the girl stays uh, stays steady and then the guy just like falls face forward on his uh, on his head. And the shot of Edge leaning over Roman at the end of this match was literally—it looked like it could have been a still from one of those uh, one of those TikToks. Edge is just like on his knees with his hands behind his back, and Roman is just face down on the mat. Well, anyways, the next match on the card was that uh, horrific. Well, it wasn't horrific, but it was the women's tag team match, which was actually fine in a working sense. The finish was just god awful. It was classic WWE. Reginald came out and distracted Bianca and Sasha and caused, you know, caused them to lose. I mean, I guess they they couldn't be champions because they've been following this trope of double champion so much. So now you'd have Sasha as the double champion, and then you'd have Bianca going after her belt at WrestleMania, and that would just be way too much to book. So I know that they had to lose. But why can't they just lose to the women's tag team champions in a good match? Like, is it that unbelievable that Shayna and Nia? I know Nia's famous for my hole, but couldn't she just be a good wrestler with one of the best wrestlers in the company in Shayna Baszler? Like, couldn't they just be good at this? I, I have a lot to say about this match. Um, it wasn't good, but I didn't really expect it to be. 
Uh, it, it it really felt thrown together. So I, I mean, I might be wrong here, but this was a replacement for the Oscar match, right? After she got pulled, this was supposed uh, to be. Yeah, I know the. I don't know if both were supposed to be on the pay per view or not. That it did feel kind of a short pay per view, so it's possible that they wanted two women's matches on. Or did they have another women's match? I, I don't think there was another women's match. Uh, oh, yeah, they didn't have a chamber match, so so it's possible that they just wanted to have the two women's match and Lacey's. Uh, this sounds like a horrible term, but shoot pregnancy is uh interfering with uh w- with those plans for elimination chamber possibly so i'm not sure if this was a replacement or not but it was certainly uh, all of the attention i think shifted if you're a women's division people which there certainly are right so the main thing with this match is that i think it kind of followed the theme of the pay-per-view which was that it is a transitional pay-per-view uh none of these matches felt like blow-off matches they're all just another part in the story uh this was certainly that uh, you know, Shayna and Nia retain whatever. They weren't the focus of the story here. It was Bianca and Sasha who, I mean, is there, there's no chance that Bianca's not going after Sasha at this point, right? Right. No, they, they have to be, uh, they have to be, I think it was assumed, but with this match, I, it, it's almost guaranteed, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be, gotta be pretty set in stone. I was so friggin' hype. I really thought they were maybe going to have all the gold. We could have had the established bosses of the women's division. It would have been great, but no. We had Reginald messing it up after he got a pin on Nia Jax for no reason. Like, why are we doing this with intergender matches? Why Reginald? Why Why is he involved at all? The the, the intergender thing is, is, is one question, but it's that... Reginald only I've never seen him have a match with a man. He only and I know okay so he's a Cirque du Soleil guy. I think they hired him from he's Cirque du Soleil. Really? Okay. So he's like I a gymnast, uh, I don't know, like a hoop guy or whatever. Cirque du Soleil. So, right. So yeah, so Cirque that that's what Jim Cornette calls him. Congratulations. Uh but Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so his I don't know what his gimmick is that like he only was signed to NXT I want to say within the past two or so years, maybe three at most, but it, it could be even less than that. So he got the call up super quick. I'm not sure why he's inserted in the entire, like he's not, he started with Carmella and Fine. now he's invaded the entire women's division because he's always with Sasha and now by extension, Bianca. Yeah. So Baffling. why he's, is he's he another this? Ellsworth? He's exactly another Ellsworth, but at least Ellsworth did Carmella's bit bidding for you know a long time. I don't know if also, this is a long time. Well, he turned out to also be somewhat of a pervert, I think. So yeah, that's, uh, but that's, <laughs> on television he was he was funny. Um, yeah, original. <laughs> the only the only thing that has come out of this whole Reginald thing that has brought me any enjoyment was when he won that first match pinning uh, pinning Naya. And the announce team called it a vintage win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His only victory on WWE. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He got the pin, but the only reason he got it was because the other two women kicked Naya. Which, all right, fine, whatever. But then they didn't just leave it there. They had him come back to botch this finish. Yeah, whole thing's a mess. It's just perplexing. And How are you supposed to get him involved in anything after whatever this storyline is culminates, if it ever does, there's so many questions. But it's just th- uh, this Reginald thing is an absolute mess, and and this 
women's tag match was an absolute mess. I, in my opinion, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez should have been making the run in. I know they appeared on the WWE watch along on the WWE network or whatever that is. Uh, I guess it's not on the WWE network because the network would be showing the pay-per-view, but wherever they show that watch along YouTube uh, might be YouTube, but uh, why not have the dusty classic, the dusty women's classic champions who are due for a title shot, right? I mean, you know, I, you know why not? You just had a segment with you, these women's champions. You want to know Wednesday. why not? Yes. Because it would have made sense, right? True. And you don't even, and you don't even have Sasha and Bianca getting mad at each other during and this instead, match. Instead, Reginald, who makes absolutely no sense to be in this spot, uh, is there. But uh, you know, I we can't spend the entire podcast trying to explain the decisions of WWE main roster. So we'll just move on to somehow, is this the, uh, this is the last match we have to talk about on elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. It was an incredibly short pay-per-view. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that really for a second, short. but it felt like I want to say two hours and 45 minutes uh, under maybe three hours or something like that. I, I can't really tell, but it, it was, maybe it was a little longer than three hours, but still very short, uh, especially because over the past few years, it felt like, Every pay-per-view was getting mm-hmm. longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And especially the ones like Backlash that were going four and a half hours that did not need to go four and a half hours. That should be reserved for Big Four shows or WrestleMania or something like that. So I'm a big fan of shortening these. Uh, hopefully with the move to Peacock, that continues. I don't know what the need for bragging to investors that we had X million amount of viewers on the WWE Network is going to do for them anymore because – they can now boast this billion dollar deal with Peacock and say, well, we're getting our billion dollars regardless of how many subscribers we have to this. So uh, that's the one big benefit of it. I think we will get shorter pay-per-views in the future. So I'm all for that. We might get a pay-per-view shorter than raw. Wow, that's incredible to think about. Especially, <laughs> I, it's it's the TV I think this rights one was shorter dictate, than Raw, right? <laughs> that's I mean, especially because some of the Raws, not recently, but I think within the past few years, have had overruns for God knows what reason. <laughs> it's like I can't say that they were jam packed full of content. No, right? It's mostly just uh, you know replays of what happened the hour prior, but. Is yeah, I'm 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 here for shorter. I was a big fan. I think I enjoyed this pay per view more because there was less to, like, if there's nine middle tier matches, that's gonna feel a lot longer and worse than five middle tier matches. Yeah, well, so it wasn't even that they were middle tier. I mean, most, I mean, they, they none of them were like that great or anything, but they right. they all matter. I thought that like every single good. one of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I, both elimination chambers I thought were at least average. Sure. Uh, but the important thing is that every match mattered. Like every single one contributed mm-hmm. to like a storyline, and like I, I cared about what happened in each right. one. You weren't so, like, "Why is this bullshit on my TV?" So it's, yeah, it's it's important. I think for them, it, it felt you know I don't want to say like a takeover because takeover shouldn't feel more prestigious than a, a regular pay per view. But I guess you know to some degree it is. You know, especially with that last takeover, I think it should. They only I, have like four I, or five takeovers. A year. I would say with the Royal Rumble. Takeover Vengeance Day and this Elimination Chamber, we can give three for three to WWE uh, on decent shows, good shows. Yeah, this, you know what I mean? Maybe not great good for what but, it was, yeah. but yeah, it was definitely not. Uh, I, I haven't come away angry with a WWE product on a Sunday. We'll say in a long time. I can't say the same yeah. for Raw. Very disappointing. But uh, let's talk about this final match, the Elimination Chamber for this is the Raw side. So Drew McIntyre 
didn't bitch out. He actually said, okay, I'll defend my championship in the chamber. This was against, I don't have the list in front of me, so if you guys have it, it's uh, Seamus. Seamus was last. We started with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Drew came in third. Then we had Kofi in at four. And then AJ at five. And then Seamus. Yeah. That sounds right. (laughs) Okay, so... Yeah, dude, Drew came in at third, and that's the same spot he lost on Monday, which sucks. And he's also not going up against a uh, a weakened Kofi Kingston that had already wrestled. So right. I'm well, surprised that he managed. Well, obviously, an actual elimination chamber is pretty different from a gauntlet match. So you know, right. there's obviously different factors. You're not you don't have to eliminate each guy in turn. Uh, Randy so Orton it, also wasn't. You know, he wrestled in this one as opposed to Monday. Right, yeah, that also uh, was a factor. Um, I, I don't know. I thought this was a good match. Uh, went about as expected. I I, I would have liked for a little more. I, I I thought AJ was really good. I I feel like they just could have done more. Uh, but it was just a perfectly fine elimination chamber. I have to say that I started tuning out during this point. That's why I don't even have the contestants written down. I don't think it was a bad match from what I saw, but it was... Uh, at the point where I was just kind of content to watch guys crash into each other. And that's what they gave me. Um, that's what, you know, a cage match like Elimination Chamber. I know it's not a steel cage match or your traditional cage match or Hell in a Cell. But it's it, it's its own beast. And, it, and, and they all have their own spots. I think uh, I always look at if you have two of the same match on the show, right? So we had two Elimination Chambers. And obviously the gimmicks were different, right? One was a championship match, so the stakes are higher. But I always look at who are the people in the match. Okay, and you didn't exactly have the Sheamus and Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre dynamic in the other Elimination Chamber match. I think you had smaller, more, I don't want to say indie guys, but it was like, I I mean, that list earlier, right? Daniel Bryan, it was Kevin Steen, Bryan Danielson, El Generico. uh, You know what I mean? It was it was a bunch of ROH kind of high flyers, that style of wrestling. This was more big WWE Haas with a bit of. AJ Styles, who is one of the best wrestlers in town, and Jeff and Kofi. Well, that right. was their that was the big selling point, right? It was all former WWE champions, right? The entire, but, the entire thing. But I think people mocked that, and I, maybe rightfully so, right? You're allowed to yeah. mock the stupid shit the WWE I mean, they're says. They're all very old, but it but it does mean something, right? It is a noticeable difference in how they wrestle, uh, and and maybe that's for better or worse, depending on how you like your wrestling. But I, I wasn't upset with this match in any way, and I thought it was really good to have. Uh, two different dynamics like that because you know last year you had uh, Shayna Baszler in the, in the women's chamber run through everyone and I think that's something that you know we hadn't seen in in the men's chamber that year so so it was great to see just some changes because you can't keep doing multiple Hell in a Cell matches multiple Money in the Bank matches if you're doing two of them every year think about how fast that adds up how fast like the lore you know there shouldn't be a big long list of best 10 elimination chamber matches in history and they're all from the past three years or something you know what i mean because they have them so often so it it just Mm. for me i i actually enjoyed this match a a, a lot and i was happy drew retained uh we can talk about miz coming out and cashing in i i really didn't expect it don't quite understand it raw is happening as we speak i know they needed to get money in the bank off of miz but I, I was pretty sure that Drew was the guy who needed to be 
wrestling for the belt at Mania, but maybe you guys think I he think still, he still has a shot. So yeah, my big thing, I, I don't know how you could have been shocked at this. I think they really telegraphed this cash in. Uh, they've been talking about it for weeks. He promised he was going to cash it in at the last pay-per-view and did not. Uh, and then with Morrison being added to the uh, the pre-show and then subsequently the main card and uh, the way the first elimination chamber went with that like you know immediate title match right after, I felt like it was very obvious that this is what uh, this match was leading to. I think the um, other I, thing that you're missing is Bobby Lashley losing his title. Yeah, that too, which obviously frees up, in my mind, uh, frees up a uh, a contender for. So I I think this gives us a lot of different directions that they can go for the uh, the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania. Uh, I I don't know that I I expect Miz to lose it. I think there's a chance he holds on to it, but I think either way, there's going to be some combination of Lashley and McIntyre involved in it. It might be a triple threat. It could be Lashley takes the belt off him at Fastlane. Uh, either way, I expect the the focus of the WWE Championship run up to uh, Mania to be between Lashley and McIntyre at this point. So I guess my question there is, when does The Miz lose it? Does he lose it on a random Raw? I mean, that is Hell, something... He, he could be losing it right now. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I, we could be... Uh, right, no. we could be... We, why we, does could be a, a point. <laughs> why does MVP, you know side with the Miz and offer Bobby Lashley's assistance in getting him to win the title. He's definitely got it for Bobby Lashley to face the Miz. Miz probably thinks, oh, I can take on Bobby Lashley. Maybe we're going to have Miz. Miz should not think that. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe we're going to have Miz and Morrison against Bobby Lashley, and he's going to beat both of them and win. It might that be a handicap we- match for the title. That might be going on Monday. That might no, be going I think on far more likely than that is is McIntyre getting an automatic rematch because oh McIntyre getting an automatic rematch against Miz is so stupid and then we don't have anything yeah. from Bobby. No, you're right, and I, I, I that would be stupid. I just think it's more likely than whatever the hell you just said. Right. Uh, so a, I, a, as of recording time, uh, I will say this: I just looked it up while you guys were talking. Um, it looks like we're about an hour into Raw as we uh, are finishing up this podcast. I believe uh, Bobby Lashley did interrupt. Uh, Miz TV, I think. So it, it does look like Bobby Lashley, you know, Miz will transition to Bobby Lashley <laughs> so that McIntyre can take the belt off Lashley at Mania. I think that does make sense. Yeah, it's make just a lot of sense. The, the, the question is, you know, how will they do? How will they do Miz? There's another you know pay per view. I mean? It's, yeah, yeah it's fa- Fastlane, right? Yeah. Fastlane is. Yeah, use uh, it for the pay per view. Two weeks before. So as long as. And, and, and honestly, with the Miz and with uh, Bobby Lashley. You could do a quick squash there and, and just get For it sure. so so that Lashley yeah. doesn't get hurt, right? With big guys like that, they are they can get hurt in matches. So if they don't He's do too, too much, I think that here. could work. The question is, how do you book? Obviously, they want to do something between Miz, I think, and and Bad Bunny. So maybe <laughs> Bad Bunny costs Miz the WWE Championship or whatever it is. At uh, Fastlane, at Fastlane. So I, I, they're in, they're all in on Bad Bunny, and I am. Could you, dude? I'm. Could I'm you imagine we didn't get our truth on SNL? Hang on. <laughs> could you could you imagine if Miz defends the WWE Championship unsuccessfully against Lashley oh, at the next oh. pay per view, and then his this turns into a Bad Bunny feud, and then he goes from defending the WWE Championship at one pay per view. To Dude. fighting for the twenty four seven championship at WrestleMania. Well, isn't the rule that with the twenty four seven championship that you can't, you you're not allowed to. They've had 
You're not allowed. To, I don't think you're allowed it's to have not a match for it. during yeah. another. They've match. had announced matches for it. I guess yeah, they've they had announced yeah, they matches have. for they, it. They but it's just not make like the rules someone's up. run in during yeah. another match that the guy's having. Well, I will no, say it's that it's pretty loosey goosey. Uh, I, I will say that Riddle and Morrison also faced each other tonight in a non-title match. Uh, oh, Riddle ended nice. up winning that match, so I I don't know if Morrison is going to go the solo route like I predicted, but I would uh, be happy to see it. And of course, Bad Bunny is still uh, on. <laughs> on on raw tonight so uh it looks like we aren't missing champ. a lot but um it's it, it was a good elimination chamber i'll say that i i thought elimination chamber was a fine pay-per-view uh i maybe the bar is lower than it, what it used to be for me on wwe but I, I i'm happy with what they give me especially with no fans it's got to be hard man it's, it's got to be hard and, and these guys do bust their ass to give us this kind of entertainment for a hundred hours a week so uh, you got to give it to them, especially when they do uh, an okay job with an impossible booking team behind them. It's just, you know, when you have Vince at the helm, it, it's like just good enough is is perfect. So uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it definitely could have been worse. Uh, yeah, I liked most of it. Like I said, I was surprised and I liked it. And I don't think we have a pay-per-view next week, so we'll have to figure out what our show is going to be next week. Probably back to, um, not reviews, but uh, you know, we'll talk about the current. We haven't talked about AEW in a few weeks, so I think there's a lot for us to catch up on there. Several storylines that are progressing as we get to Revolution. March 7th is the, yeah, the be, right, which would be the following weekend. Two weeks. So anyways, right. something I'd like to talk about real quick. We, I'd love to do a mailbag. I don't know uh, that we have enough listeners to solicit questions here, but ask us something crazy. Interact with us on Twitter. We're pretty friendly. Yeah, you can uh, direct all your questions, uh, mailbag questions, to Adam Asi Pro Wrestling on Twitter. Uh, you can also hit me up at Dave B. Rosenberg on Twitter. I'm doing more rating stuff. I'm back at it again with the ratings. So uh, hopefully I can keep that up. I took a bit of a break for the holidays and because January doesn't really mean shit in ratings land. So uh, February, here we are. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I'm happy to do a mailbag show. It's just I don't know that we're going to get enough questions. I know that we've, uh, <laughs> we, we have a few sitting... stored. We've been sitting on one or two really good ones for a couple weeks now, and I just I can't wait to get into them. I just I, I don't know. It sounds like fun. It's something I've always wanted to do. So yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.